And welcome to a, another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom, and hey, it's that time of year, the holiday season, celebrating Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, and maybe birthday celebrations in the mix as well, or other type of anniversaries that might have taken place around this time. And so it's always a crazy time of year when we get to the end of a year. Not only do you have the holidays, but you have also the anticipation of the new year coming and what that's going to be like, and perhaps some resolutions that you're going to mull over. And then just what about maneuvering and surviving the holidays with everything that's going on. And so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about having the best Christmas possible, best holiday season possible, have a lot of joyful moments, a lot of happy memories, and get into the spirit of the season without overdoing it and without basically running ourselves into the ground. Because after all, when the season is over, and January comes, and the hype and excitement of the holidays are over, what comes next? Well, you've got the credit card bills, and you've got other things that maybe come up because of overextension of finances at the holiday season, or maybe you've got post-holiday season depression, or maybe you've gone through something during the holidays Uh, Maybe you've lost someone, a loved one. Maybe you broke up with someone. And so you get into January, and then you've got the long, cold winter in some parts of the country, some parts of the world. And so what can we do to get through the holiday season, have some fun, and come out the other end with a good feeling? Because after all, Christmas, and we'll get to what Christmas is actually all about in a minute, but Christmas is a time where we run around and we're buying gifts for people. You know, the commercialization and capitalization of it. You know, everybody has to have capitalism and you have to buy the biggest gifts and you have to buy the most expensive gifts. And oftentimes what's left is the true meaning of Christmas or just being together with family or the thought that counts. You know, we try to keep up with the Kardashians. But if you're looking to enjoy your holiday season this year and you want to do something so that you're not frazzled at the end of it, the first thing I would suggest is be you. Remember, we've talked about it before. Society sticks us in this box and tells us we need to live life in this box. And the holiday box, even though it might be wrapped all nice and pretty with a great big bow on it, it still might contain some stuff that we don't want to do. Like maybe spend a lot of money or maybe go to holiday parties that we don't want to partake in or get together with people that maybe we don't want to. Or maybe holidays and the tradition of the holidays might have to change due to circumstances such as maybe families moving away. I remember uh, growing up, we had a close-knit family, my aunts and uncles and cousins, we'd all get together on Christmas Eve with one side of the family, and then maybe Christmas Day or maybe December 23rd with the other side of the family. And we get together and we just have a good time. And sure, we draw names and there'd be you know a little bit of a gift exchange, but it wasn't too extravagant. And 
We just had a good time full of family memories. And those are the things that I remember about my childhood at the holiday season, all those family get-togethers. And then that carried over into New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, growing up in Los Angeles and having a set of grandparents living just a block away from Colorado Boulevard. We got to enjoy the Rose Parade many times. And then, of course, watch the Rose Bowl game on TV, and we'd all get together and celebrate the New Year. So for me, and then oftentimes we had family come from out of state, maybe Minnesota, for example, and come visit because it's warmer in Southern California in December, January than it is in Minneapolis. But you have people come out and visit. And so, again, for me, a lot of it, a lot of those memories are time spent together with family. And now that I've gotten older, obviously family members have passed on. A lot of my cousins, we've moved away to the four corners of the universe. And so we don't get those family gatherings like we used to. And so the memories of those times are what I remember most. So one of the things I had to do is change traditions, change traditions on what we did on Christmas Eve, maybe the things that we uh, did to celebrate. Even Christmas Day became a little bit uh, less eventful with less people around. So change does happen, and sometimes people have a hard time just change with change and changing things because we're used to having things a certain way at the holidays. But if you want to make the holidays special – The first thing I would suggest is you focus on maybe yourself. What do I mean by that? Well, do it your way. Do it the way you want to. Get outside that box and create a magical Christmas your way. Maybe one of the things that you do is decorate. Maybe decorate. Maybe you transform your space with some festive decorations, maybe a Christmas tree. I had to change my tradition. One of the things that I loved doing was going to the Christmas tree lot and picking out a tree. But then in recent years, I've come to the conclusion that, you know what, I like my trees up as long as possible. I'm the type of person that will put it up on Thanksgiving or they're about Thanksgiving, if I could, and then take it down well after January 1st. So I tried to get the most out of it. But then by the time I took it down, it looked like Charlie Brown's Christmas tree and needles were everywhere and a big mess to clean up. So I decided that instead of going out and looking for a tree every year, I'd invest in buying one. Not too extravagant, just one that I like. Nice green tree, colorful lights, and then I could put it up whenever I want to, take it down whenever I want to, and there's no mess, no fuss. I don't have to water it, don't have to worry about anything else except enjoying the tree. So I put up a Christmas tree, and then maybe add some lights to it, uh, you know, around it, because the tree comes with lights, and just kind of make things festive. But maybe you uh, get a tree, or maybe you get a small tree, or maybe you get uh, a picture of a tree, whatever you want to do. Maybe get some lights. You know, a lot of people like to put lights around the room, right? Uh, maybe you put up a lights. Maybe you put a Christmas tree of lights on your wall. Maybe that's something you do. Uh, But just something to make it festive, you know, something to make it fun, whatever it is that you want to do, but create a fun environment. Environment is always a key to enjoying anything, right? You set the mood. Uh, If you watch TV shows, movies, it's the setting, you know, the, what it looks like behind what the characters are doing, you know, are they, if you watch Hallmark Christmas movies, which are popular at this time of year, it's always that, you know, Pretty town, that quaint little town with the snow falling and everything just looks perfect, right? It sets the mood and the tone for what the show wants to present to the viewer. And so set the tune, uh, set the tone. 
play some tunes, some Christmas music. I know a lot of people frown upon Christmas music, but play some Christmas music or maybe some music that you like, even if it's not the holiday music. Play some uh, music because the space around us can have a huge impact on how we feel and especially on our mental health. I mean, you take a look at the studio behind me. You know, I put this together because I didn't want just a blank wall. I used to have that drop, uh, the backdrop with the two steps ahead, the white wall. And I really thought that was cool, but it doesn't fit in here. So I decided, you know what? I want to make something different, go a different route. And so now I've got some things like some helmets here, you know, baseball helmets. I got some stuff up here, got some stuff over here that I like, you know. And so I just kind of put together an ambiance where I come in here and work and I enjoyed it. I've got some pictures over here and over here and some things behind the camera. And so I make it kind of an environment, a creative environment to get the creative juices flowing. So again, for Christmas and the New Year's and for the holiday season, for Hanukkah, however you celebrate, you know, make the space around you fun, festive, creative, whatever you want to do. It's completely up to you. And it helps with the mental aspect. It helps when you walk into the room just to kind of feel festive. Uh, maybe one of the things that you want to do is maybe plan some activities. You know, the weather for the most part across the country has been pretty good. Sure, there's been some rain and some snow some places, but you know, for the most part across the country, it's been pretty good. But maybe, you know, plan some activities. One of the easiest things to do is to just drive or take a walk and look at the Christmas lights. There's some lights out and about in my area that I like to go walk up and down and take video of and put on social media. But just get into it. Um, Sierra Madre, California, outside of Pasadena, used to have Christmas Tree Lane. Maybe it's still there. I haven't been there in a couple of years. But you can drive up and down the street and the trees overhang and they decorate them with lights. Or maybe there's other places that you know. Maybe zoos. Zoos have Christmas lights. And maybe they have certain nights where you can go in and enjoy the zoo and enjoy the holiday music and enjoy the lights and have some festive times or maybe at places like the Arboretums or maybe other aquarium type places, you know, things like that. And some of them might cost a little bit, but you know, maybe it's worth it. Maybe some are free, but you get out and do some of those Christmas lights, nighttime, fun, hot chocolate, coffee, whatever you're into, Irish coffee, and you enjoy nights out. Or maybe decide to have a movie night. And you guys can debate and argue over whether the, the movie Die Hard is a Christmas movie. But maybe watch different movies. And it doesn't even have to be a holiday movie. Maybe just get together and watch movies. But maybe there's a movie that you like to watch over and over again at the holiday season. Um, but watch a movie. And by the way, I don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie because there's a difference between setting and plot. And we've had that conversation before. But maybe get together. Maybe get together and kick on YouTube on the big TV and pop on Two Steps Ed podcast from YouTube or Rumble. Just a thought. But again, maybe you have a movie night where everybody gets together and bring some snacks and hang out and have some fun. Or maybe you guys get together and have a game night, play some games, do something fun with games. Um, games can be fun. I know board games, we're so used to technology, right? On our phones, we're playing Candy Crush or... 2048 or whatever game there is on our phone, but maybe we get back to the board games. Maybe learn a new board game. Maybe some card games. Um, maybe 
you're religious or maybe you're not, but you know, church musicals or musicals or local theater, community playhouse theaters maybe have some plays or some Christmas themed things or some holiday themed shows that they are performing. So you go out and support, you know, local community theater. That could be something fun to go do. I remember the Glendale Center Theater in Glendale, California used to have the um, Christmas Carol and we go see that. And then, you know, there's been other people, some friends and others that have been in, you know, church choirs. They put on their Christmas performance or, you know, other activities. Or maybe because we have time off at the holidays, especially if you're in the field of education, you get a few days off here and there and Christmas gives you a bulk of time, maybe you get a couple of weeks. So maybe you actually go do something. Maybe you do something like bowling, maybe axe throwing, maybe some karaoke, get outside that box and maybe try to sing some Christmas carols doing some karaoke, and maybe make it Christmas-themed. Uh, you know, Halloween came and went, and everybody loves to dress up. Well, maybe you have a costume party for Christmas. But whatever it is, if you're decorating and the place around you, the setting that you're in is festive and fun, and you plan some activities so you're not home alone and not by yourself, but you're engaged with other people, maybe that's something that's fun to do. Maybe giving back volunteering at a local shelter or donating to charities, donating your time maybe to charities uh, because we all know that helping others can bring immense joy. We should be doing that all year round, really, if you think about it, helping out all year round. But, you know, we're focused at the holiday time. You know, we, we, thought, we think at Thanksgiving that that's the time to help, you know, feed people. And so Christmas we have toy drives. But maybe we should be considering that all year round helping people. You know, maybe we make that a New Year's resolution coming up. But we give back. You can organize a toy drive. I was working at a uh, college in Pasadena, and our campus radio station, we put on a toy drive. And I was surprised. We did, I think, two years. The first year, we got a pretty good response, considering that it had never been done before. And the second year, we got a really good response. A lot of people brought in some things that we were able to then donate to the children's hospital. And so sometimes things like that can be fun. And you can make a a deal of it, you know, make it an activity for everybody to enjoy. And, of course, when you give, we do it not because we want something in return, right? We do it because we have good motives, because our heart is in the right place. And so we want to make others have a great Christmas. You know, one thing that's hard to do, especially nowadays because there's illnesses and there's you know, vaccinations, it's not a political thing, vaccinations. I know like, you know, hospitals, they want people to have the flu shot. So sometimes having access to places is the point. Might be difficult nowadays. You know, earlier when we were uh, in high school, um, junior high and high school, the VA hospital was right across the street from our school. And so the school would organize trips to the VA during the holidays to visit the veterans that were in the hospital. Some were long-term care, others were short-term, and we would go and visit, and uh, it became a regular thing throughout the six years that I was at this school, and we'd go visit. Then eventually they moved the hospital out to West L.A. and made it more of an administrative place, so it doesn't happen anymore. Plus, my high school closed down, so my permanent record is no longer. But again, it just gets you involved with other people, and maybe helps put a smile on the face of somebody else, lifts them up. You know, there's a a soldier that I met. His name was Kent. And um, 
talk to him every time I'd go for a couple of years. And, you know, eventually he wasn't there anymore. They really couldn't divulge information. But I know the time that I was there, we'd have a good time and I'd go look for him and we'd hang out and talk for a while. He was a Vietnam vet. Uh, but whatever it is, maybe it's the neighborhood, maybe it's the community. You know, you guys go trick-or-treating um, in the neighborhood. Well, maybe for the holiday season, you come up with a different type, a toy drive, or maybe you just go visit your neighbors. Maybe you have a holiday meal together, um, whatever. You know, you do you, be creative, but there's a lot of ways that you can reach out to other people. Maybe check on others in the community to make sure they're okay. One thing that might be something to consider, especially as time rolls on, and that is to create traditions, you know, new traditions, like I talked about earlier. Maybe you have to create a new meal. Maybe, you know, Friendsgiving became a thing, right? Thanksgiving was usually just family, and now became Friendsgiving, a bunch of friends getting together. So maybe there's a, a Christmas tradition with friends. We have a special meal, maybe a gift exchange or white elephant gift, spending your time doing something. Remember uh, earlier I told you we used to spend Christmas Eve with the family, right? But then as family moved away and we got older, then it became less and less of a, of a gathering. And so we thought, well, what's something different that we could do that we've never done before? And so one Christmas Eve, we decided to head down to the Santa Monica Pier. It was open. We had dinner at a restaurant down there. I think it was Bubba Gums. And just hung out on the pier and had a good time. I think we rode a couple rides, uh, that Ferris wheel thing that you see on the pier. And then that roller coaster was actually pretty cool. Uh, but we just kind of had a fun time and spent some time. And people were nice and friendly. And, you know, there was a mom with a couple kids and some families over here and some people probably from another country that were visiting, you know, taking in the tourist sites. Um, so you had all different kinds of people and everybody just having a good time, having fun. But creating a new tradition. Maybe you're with somebody, a significant other now, and you have to combine traditions. Maybe they like something their family likes things a certain way, and maybe yours liked it a different way, and maybe you have to come to a understanding and compromise and have some fun with that. Um, so there's many things that you can do. What about uh, just connecting with loved ones all together? You know, spending time with family, um, friends, like we talked about the Friendsgiving thing, you know, looking for an opportunity to reconnect. The holidays is a great time to reconnect with someone. Hey, it's been forever since we've talked. Since we've, you know, the year's gone by, hey, let's get together. Let's catch up. Let's reach out. You know, you send Christmas cards. I think people still send Christmas cards these days. I know I get a few every once in a while. But maybe you send a card, and that starts that reconnection process. And I think ultimately the biggest thing is to practice gratitude. You know, reflect on the good things in life. You know, gratitude, having, being grateful, having gratitude can bring immense happiness into our lives. We focus on the good things, maybe show a little kindness to others. And the next thing you know, we're feeling pretty good, not a haughty way, like, hey, I'm so great. But, you know, we start to feel our spirits are up, and we start to feel really good. And so maybe that's some of the things that we can do this holiday season, you know. Um, obviously, one of the things that we have to is, you know, take care of ourselves, have some self-care. You know, we don't want to forsake ourselves. We're running around crazy. And so maybe we just need to relax. Maybe we need to do some activities that rejuvenate us, whatever it might be. You know, you like things, I like things, different things rejuvenate us. Me sometimes sitting in the studio here and working on projects rejuvenates me. 
Here's the key. One key if you want to understand the holiday season, surviving the holiday season. If there's anything that will help you out the most, any piece of advice that I can give you that can help you out the most this holiday season, are you ready? It's going to be difficult for some of you. Some of you might take a little bit of, need some oomph in you, some backbone, a spine. But I guarantee you that this little piece of advice could potentially help you depending on your schedule and what things are like for you. But this could help you and be the best piece of advice. Okay, ready? It's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. Can you do this for me? I'm overextended. I don't know how I'm going to fit this in. I don't have time. I have to run here, 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 here. It's okay to say no. You know, I would love to help you. Unfortunately, I just can't at this time. My schedule won't allow for it. I can't fit another thing in. Otherwise, yeah, I'd love to. But it's okay to say no. The other thing, don't overextend yourself. It's okay to spend less on gifts and give less gifts. In fact, my other piece of advice for this year is something to consider is give something that requires the two of you to get together and do something, an activity. Have some fun with an activity. Because doing something is going to create those memories. And doing something is going to be fun. And it's going to go beyond just the gift. It's going to be another opportunity to make more memories, have more fun, get together, connect, and things like that. Because when you get that credit card statement in January, bit of a downer, right? If you overextend yourself. But give gifts that include activities or spending time together. Maybe certificate to dinner. Go to dinner, invite them to dinner Um, because that time together is going to be a whole lot better than, you know, an object, a thing. Things aren't bad. We all like things, but maybe sometimes, you know, getting, doing activities might be a good thing. And then ultimately, you know, embrace the moment. Sometimes just the simplest of moments, sipping hot cocoa by a fireplace, just chatting or admiring the Christmas tree or just taking in. Whatever happens, just soaking it all in. And sometimes take pictures, you know, take pictures. Maybe you post them on social media. Uh, One of the reasons why I like to post things on social media is because you get that year kind of anniversary thing that pops up one year ago today, two years ago today, especially on Facebook. But you get these anniversary type uh, notifications. And so it kind of reminds you of the good times that you had. So taking those pictures can be okay taking videos, posting them, because not only you're sharing, but also then you get that memory, that notification a year from now, two years from now, five years from now of things that you did. But the big thing is, you know, just enjoy it. Enjoy the holiday. You know, spread kindness. Small acts of kindness can uplift everyone. You know, everyone's spirits can be uplifted, yours and the person receiving it. You know, oftentimes we overlook Laughter. They say laughter is the best form of medicine or something like that. But laugh, enjoy, have fun. You know, humor can be a great stress reliever. It could be a bonding thing too, you know. Um, just real quick, not to be a Debbie Downer, but when my friend Chris died uh, back in high school, we all ended up in his room the next day, and we were all sitting around, and we were pretty solemn. And then we started to remember the good times. We started laughing. And for those few moments, we're laughing and having a good time and remembering all the good things that we did, and it lifted our spirits. So sometimes when we're down in the dumps, humor, laughter can raise our spirits, make us feel better. 
And then I'm always one that's about music and celebration. You know, play your favorite tunes. Sing in the car. Sing in the shower. Sing wherever you want. Dance. I know that seems kind of weird and awkward. Like, what are you talking about? It's just enjoying the moment, you know, that that we're living. Life is so short anyways. And most of the year we're spent, you know, chasing work or chasing this and having to do that and having to do this. This is the one time where we get to do it our way and just have some fun and joy and celebrate. This time of year is a perfect reason to celebrate. And we can do that and do it our way. But decorate, plan fun activities, be festive, you know, give back to the community by volunteering, maybe creating new traditions, connecting with loved ones or people that you've kind of fell out with, you know, as far as time goes, you know, time passes by, reconnect, be grateful, practice your self-care and embrace the moment because the time flies. It's hard to believe it's that time of year again, right? Time flies. But when it comes down to it, People ask, what is the true meaning of Christmas? That's always something, right? You see it in the movies. You see it on TV specials. You always see what is the true meaning of Christmas. And I always like to play this. It's uh, Linus from uh, Charlie Brown and Peanuts Christmas special. Here's Linus talking about the true meaning of Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Yeah, see, the true meaning of Christmas, when you really get down to the basics, it's about the birth of a Savior, Jesus, coming to earth. And being born in Bethlehem in a manger. And then as he grows up 33 years later, dies on the cross. Rises again on the third day to save you and to save me from our sins. And if we accept that, and if we believe and have faith in what Jesus did on that cross, then we can enter into heaven and spend all eternity with him. I've talked about that on previous shows, previous podcast episodes, that all we have to do is have faith that Jesus died on the cross. Because if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. And that's what Christmas is. Christmas, the true meaning of Christmas is the birth of a Savior that has come to save the entire world as long as we have faith. And what I like to do is correlate Easter with Christmas 
because when Jesus died on that cross, it's almost like that's the first Christmas tree. And underneath it, you wake up on Christmas morning and you go to the Christmas tree and you see all the gifts underneath the Christmas tree. Well, Jesus left a gift under the cross, the gift of eternal life, which is through Christ Jesus our Lord. And that gift is there waiting for you to take it. And all you have to do is believe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And that gift is already given to you. You just have to want to take it. Now maybe you decide you don't want it. That's your choice. But you take it. And then the beauty is it opens. You open that gift once you enter into eternity. So you have assurance. So as you are going through the holiday season, as you're doing all these things that we might have discussed, keep in mind that the true meaning of Christmas is the fact that Jesus was born, a Savior was born for you and me. So just keep that in mind as you go through all the festive, fun things that we're doing, is keep in mind that, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. And so when you have all the stress of the holidays and things like that going down, and you don't really know where to turn, maybe you're lost, you know, maybe all these things that we do aren't fulfilling to you this year. Maybe you're like, wow, I don't know. Um, it's just not quite the same. There's still something empty in me. Yeah, I'm gratitude. I have gratitude. I'm, I'm showing kindness to others. I'm giving back to the community. I'm festive and all this, but I'm still missing something inside my heart. Well, maybe it's time to look to Jesus, the true meaning of Christmas, and ask him to come into your life and to change you. And then maybe this holiday season is something different. And that's something to keep in mind, too, as we you know go into the new year. Because not only is it Christmas time, but you go into the new year. And then we have resolutions, and we have all these grand plans, things that we want to do. A lot of times people want to join the gym, right? At the beginning of the, of the year, everyone's joining the gym. And then like a month later, everybody quits the gym. And we pretty much end up like that episode on Friends when Chandler wanted to quit the gym. And then they ended up wanting to quit the bank because they couldn't quit the gym. Kind of went like something like this. God, is this a gym card? Oh, yeah, gym member. I try to go four times a week, but I've missed the last 1,200 times. So why don't you quit? You don't think I've tried? You think I like having $50 taken out of my bank account every month? No, they make you go all the way down there. Then they use all these phrases and peppiness to try to confuse you. And then they bring out Maria. Who is Maria? Oh, Maria. Hi, I'm Maria. Um. Hey. hey, so did you quit? No, I almost did. Couldn't leave Ross there without a spotter. Wait, now, so you joined the gym? And so instead of quitting the gym, Ross joins the gym, and now they're both gym members. But then we, you know, we quit. Like, Chandler there, we don't go. 
So again, when we take a look at New Year's resolutions, let's get outside that box. So how do we prepare for the new year? I mean, we're going through the holiday season. We're having a good time. We're being festive and we're doing all these good things. And it's a, it's a great time. Things are going well. And then it's the new year. So what is maybe a good way we could transition into the new year? Well, the first thing we can do probably is just kind of reflect on the past year. You know, what went good? What went not so good? Um, What were the successes in life? Did you have any challenges? How did you overcome them? What lessons did we learn? That's probably the hardest thing, right? What lessons did we learn? Were they good lessons, bad lessons? Because sometimes lessons learned can be good ones. You know, we can learn lessons from good experiences. It doesn't always have to be bad experiences where we learn a lesson. We can learn lessons from good experiences and build upon that. Oh, that worked in my business. I'm going to continue doing that, or maybe I'm going to do it even a little bit more. Ooh, that didn't work so much. So, yeah, I'm going to change it up. Because remember, the only time you fail is when you stop trying. Every time you try and you're not successful, all that means is you've just found another way not for that thing to work. So you try something different. So keep going, keep going, keep going. Lessons learned. The other thing, too, again, it goes back to gratitude. You know, be thankful for the year that we had. Be thankful that a new year is coming up. Because the gratitude, just like during the holiday season, the gratitude that can lift spirits can also set a positive tone in us. No matter what happens, I'm going to be grateful for the year. I'm going to be grateful for my health. I'm going to be grateful for friends and family around me. I'm going to be grateful for the roof over my head, the food on the table, the vehicle that I get to drive, vacations, if any, that I get to take. Maybe I don't get to take a vacation, but I'm going to stay at home and just relax and enjoy the things that I have around me. But gratitude, again, can be very important, both for the the psyche, your mental health, and for your spirit. So reflect on the past year, and then be grateful for everything, and then look forward to the new year. Obviously, one thing that helps you be successful is if you want to set some goals, or maybe define the goals that you want to set. Okay, what is it this year that I want to achieve? Maybe be specific about it. Be realistic about it. And then maybe give yourself a reward for achieving those. Maybe you set yourself a goal of quitting the gym. And so you're able to do that. Then you go get some donuts, some ice cream. But create a plan. Define your goals and then create a plan around it. And then when you create goals, one of the things I've learned is you want to make them manageable. Like the plan to get there. Make them manageable, baby steps or moderate steps, depending on your experience in in life, you know, and accomplishments. Maybe you've kind of so-called failed, we'll call it that for right now, or weren't successful in achieving some of your goals that you wanted to set. And so maybe you got to start smaller, more baby steps. Maybe you've had some success and you've achieved your goals. Now you want to take bigger steps. So it's up to you. But define your goals. Make sure that they align with your values and your aspirations and then create a plan with actionable steps, be purposeful, be intentful. Um, Some people will make like a vision board. Some people will write it down. I tend to keep keep things in my head, but maybe I need to write things down more. But create a a plan. You know, the other thing too that um, a lot of people really don't focus on is good habits. You know, we look at the um, bad habits, right? 
and we'll sit there and be like, oh, that's a bad habit. I need to, I don't know, stop smoking, let's say, or whatever bad habit we might have. But maybe if we can focus on some good habits too, you know, establish some good habits, some positive habits, um, those could help us. You know, maybe it's get up at a certain time every day. Maybe it's put so much time reading or talking to a mentor, finding mentors or building a support group, whatever it is, putting together, you know, good habits. Um, Some might want to exercise every day. Some might want to do some reading, maybe some meditation or maybe some, uh, you know, spiritual things, maybe read the Bible, pray. Because these are habits that can, you know, shape your heart. Again, it goes back to the heart. Remember, the heart, the desires of the heart, then consume our thoughts. Our thoughts lead to actions. So what's on the heart is on the mind, comes through our actions. So whatever we want our actions to be, it doesn't have to necessarily even be a spiritual thing. I want to be productive. Well, maybe we need to get up earlier. So on our heart, we're going to say, you know, I'm going to have better bedtime habits, sleeping habits. Some people use uh, this thing called SMART goals. I looked it up. Kind of makes some, some sense. If you can't remember. SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And this framework can help create clear objectives. The time work or the time-bound, the time frame is a big thing. I want to get this done by this time. You know that saying, um, if it wasn't for the last minute, nothing would get done? Well, we need to have a time component in there. I want to be done at this time with these things so I can move on to the next phase. So maybe that's a good thing. So define your goals, create a plan, focus on those habits that are going to get you there, and then maybe use some of the smart goal ideas. Be specific in those things that you plan. Make them measurable so you can achieve them. Have them relevant to the project or whatever it is that you want to achieve. And then be time-bound. So if you take the gym example, maybe you say, you know, I want to join the gym because I want to lose 10 pounds by the end of February. I want to go at least two times a week. And I'm going to go right after work. And maybe that's how you get specific. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to go right after work. Be there at 5.30, work out till 6.30. Maybe just an hour. Again, achievable, right? We like to think we have to hit the gym and be there for hours. Maybe just an hour. By the time you arrive, maybe you have to change, and then maybe do some warm-ups, you know, kind of get loose, maybe some stretching, whatever you do. Um, And then you hit the circuit, maybe the treadmill, whatever you do, and then you pack up and head home. And so you're there for a measurable measurable short amount of time, something that you can do. 30 minutes. I'm going to hit the treadmill for 30 minutes. But again, measurable, achievable, and relevant to the weight loss. And just being overall fit, right? And I'm going to do it Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's it. Not even on the weekends. And if I do feel like doing it on the weekends, that's good because I don't live in a box. I can do more. And But you know, I'm not even going to worry about the weekends. Just that and that. Boom. It's on my way home and I'm going to take care of it. So now we've got our goals and we've got our intentions thought out and planned out. So then maybe we have to like do some organization or some decluttering, clear some stuff out from the last year, make room for stuff for the new year. So maybe we clean our physical space. You know, every once in a while I have to come in here. I've got papers everywhere. I've got papers shoved in drawers because I've got stacks and stacks of notes from teaching and from the podcast and from other things I do. And sometimes I just have to come in and declutter, clear things out, get a good space um, in the physical realm. A lot of times I have to uh, clear off digital space, my emails. 
Are you one that has, I think I have like 60,000 unread emails or something like that on my, uh, on my, on my phone, the, the little app thing. I don't know how I'm going to get through all of them. I'm not, but yeah, maybe I need to clear stuff out. Emails, maybe go through and clean up some online accounts, the digital space, reduce that clutter because that can be kind of frustrating too, right? So we clean up the physical space, allow room for the new stuff to come in, maybe clear up the digital space. I mean, do I really need an email from five years ago? Probably not. Three years ago to somebody I don't even talk to anymore? Probably not. Clear it out. Maybe save it on another drive and clear it out, you know? And then as we go through the whole process of going into the new year, one of the things that I think we really need to focus on is our self-care and our well-being. I think we really overlook that. We work too hard. We sleep too less. We eat like crap. You go through the drive-thru all the time. After school, you're picking up kids and you're running through the drive-thru. Unhealthy. So maybe we have to refocus some of these plans and these habits and these goals and be like, okay, let's eat better. So instead of going to the drive-thru five days a week, we're going to go four and actually eat at home one. Maybe you meal plan on a Sunday. Maybe take an hour on a Sunday to meal plan something for Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Start there. And then you start to see that maybe it gets easier and easier. Maybe you create new foods that are easier, that don't take up, you know, a whole lot of time to make. And then you're able to make more throughout the week. But we want to make sure that we take care of ourselves. So maybe we need to go to the doctor, go to the dentist, vision, you know, take care of yourself. Do that once a year. Although the dentist, they say every six months, but, and maybe the doctors, maybe you need to go a couple times a year, but maybe it's time to set specific goals on when you're going to go and get your health checked up. Because preventive, preventative medicine And catching things early is a whole lot easier and better to tackle than if it's too late. And unfortunately, whether it was we've talked about Matthew Perry or other people, a lot of times people find out too late or not at all. So maybe we need to be proactive in the new year with our health check. Maybe we need to be more mindful. You know, just be aware. What's going on? What am I doing? What am I being a part of? Nope, this is too much. Again, it's okay to say no sometimes. I can't do that. I'm entirely too busy. I want to take the day off. I want to not do something this day. I want to spend more time with family. Because again, rest and relaxation is going to be important to survive 2024 or any new year. And so again, get your health in order. Because if your health is in order, then the other things you want to do may come easier because you're feeling good. You ever do that where you're like, I just don't feel like doing something? And that's fine. And then you ever think, why don't you feel like doing something? I'm too tired. My mind is kind of like in a, in a fog, brain fog. You know, the reason behind why you don't feel like doing something. Sometimes I don't feel like doing a podcast. I know that's kind of shocking, right? Because it's my passion. But sometimes I don't. I'm just not motivated. But then I get in here and I do it. I start to feel good. Maybe I should try that in the gym. You know, don't want to go to the gym. But if I get there, then yeah, hey, I'm doing good. A few years ago, I did make the gym. Like three solid months of gym work. And it paid off and it was good. And then 
little disease hit the world, stopped. Hard to get back into it, but that's okay. I'm not judging myself. I will get there when I'm ready to get there. But again, we've cleared up our digital space. We've cleared up our physical space. We're making room for the new year. We're getting our health in order, getting our mind in order. We're going to prepare uh, set aside a time or set aside time for rest and relaxation. And then what we really need to do is learn and grow. You know, personal, personal development. You know, we often, oftentimes don't think about how can I grow as a person? I don't know about you, but in education, you have to take professional development. And most of the time, it's, it's good stuff. Sometimes you're like, what am I here? What am I doing here? But again, that development, you know, makes us want to grow, learn new things, like share with, uh, a lot of times I'll collaborate with other teachers on things, you know, just in, in um, not even like uh, official conversation. Sometimes after class, we sit around and, you know, chat for a little bit, do some collaboration, you know, just develop. Maybe you want to develop yourself, develop your mindset, learn things on how to have a better mindset, learn things on how to be more organized or how to attack your goals and be prepared, be whatever. So you develop your personal self, be a better boss, be a better mom, dad, mentor, you know, whatever it is, you can learn to uh, develop your own self and practice that. And then ask others, hey, what can I do better? Like teaching, what can I do to teach? I ask students all the time, what can I do to help you learn the material? And what I and what I saying? Can you understand what I'm saying? Does it make sense? Am I communicating it well? Is a material that you understand, or do I need to like go back to the basics a little bit more? Because oftentimes my mistake is sometimes I just assume people know the basics because that's easy and obvious, but maybe they don't. And so I have to go back and be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go back to the basics. So get feedback from people, you know, whether it's professional, whether it's personal, whether it's family, uh, whatever. You want feedback so that people can give you advice. And again, constructive feedback is a good thing. You know, if they're just going to be blatantly rude and be mean about it, then, but it goes, that's, that's why it goes back to getting that core group of people, that support group that you can trust and that you can really rely on to give you positive, good feedback. It's kind of like looking in the mirror, okay? You look in the mirror and you're like, okay, I look good, ready to go out. All right. And then someone comes up to you and says, hey, you look great. I'm like, thank you. Someone else comes to you and says, hey, you look bad. You're like, what? And you know, without being arrogant or haughty, that, you know, I do look good today. I feel confident in what I'm wearing. I look good. I feel good. I'm doing it today. I'm rocking it. And someone comes and says, hey, you look bad. What's their motivation? Why are they telling you this? Maybe they're just trying to get to you. So, again, we can push that aside. But if we prepare for stuff like that through personal development, through our mental health, through taking care of our physical bodies, through preparation with our plans, getting ourselves together, we can then handle some of those things that come our way, those negative Nellies that come our way. But get feedback, good feedback from people that you respect, admire, and that will tell you, you know, kind of the truth, you know, good concrete. Um, Then connect and plan. You know, celebrate. Celebrate the start of the new year, whether it be a New Year's. I know New Year's Eve is the worst night because you're supposed to have this vision, right? Again, that box, this vision of what we're supposed to be doing on New Year's Eve. But yet we end up watching that stupid ball drop in New York City, right? Maybe you try to do something else. A friend. Maybe you take a chance and you go someplace by yourself. I actually did that one New Year's Eve. I knew I was going to end up on the couch. I'm like, nah, 
I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go, and I went to some place. Uh, it wasn't that great, but at least I got out. I tried it. Um, again, growing up, used to be able to go to the parade route on New Year's Eve, or then as I got older, friends, we'd get together on New Year's Eve and hang out. Um, you know, and so New Year's Eve has always been kind of a fun, festive times, uh, fun, festive time, but there have been times where I've been on the couch watching the ball. Or the last few years when I was working campus radio and we would do the uh, uh, broadcast of the Rose Parade on New Year's Day because our college campus was right on Colorado Boulevard and the parade would go by. So we'd do an actual live broadcast on campus radio of the Rose Parade. So the last number of years, or thereabouts, I've been in bed by like 9, 10 o'clock. Because I had to get up at 3 o'clock to get there and get ready for the parade. But so things might be different. But again, celebrate. Enjoy it. Have fun. And if you're by yourself, do something fun. Again, you can go back to the decorations. You go back to the music. You can go back to whatever it is you want to do. But have a positive mindset about it. Um, and then maybe collect, uh, connect with some of those people that you didn't connect with. Say, hey, you know, what are you doing? Oh, you're not doing anything? You want to come over? You want to get together? You want to go someplace? Whatever. Uh, but connect with those loved ones. Because whatever it is, though, when the new year comes, the most important thing that you should do is invest in yourself. However you spend your time, that tells you who you are. So think about what it is you like to create in your life experience. Once I look at how you commit your time, once I do an evaluation on how you spend your time, I can tell you exactly what you're committed to. How much time do you spend working on you? How much time do you spend every day working on your dream? In the last 90 days, how many books have you read? In the last year, what new skill or knowledge have you acquired? What kind of investment have you made in you? So it comes back to investing in yourself. How much time do you spend on you? Maybe you go to the gym and maybe you eat healthy. Okay, good. But do you do other things to invest in yourself? Do you learn a new skill, new knowledge, get that promotion, maybe get a better job? Are you working on your dreams? Are you, whatever it is that's inside you, are you working on it so that you can take your passion and make it happen and let yourself be great? Are you too busy with the job that you're doing? Again, going back to that organization, kind of that smart goals, right? You're going to create a plan to work on you. And maybe you only have a few minutes a, uh, few minutes a day at lunchtime. Instead of yucking it up with everybody else in the lunchroom, maybe you do something to invest in yourself, work on yourself, work on your dreams. Maybe the the big thing you should do is just try to pull the trigger on your dreams. Maybe you have the plan and everything in action ready to go, but you have to get out of your own way. You have to pull the trigger and go, you know, like a race gun goes off. If you don't run, you're not going to finish gun goes off in your life. Chase your dreams, go after it. Maybe the dream only takes you a hundred meters. Maybe your dream is a marathon. Might take a little longer to get there. But if you're constantly working on it, you can get there. But how much time do you spend on you? 
How much work do you put in for yourself? Do you work on your dreams? Learning new skills, new knowledge. Because again, that's going to be the most important thing to help you get the most out of the new year is in investing in yourself, whatever it might be, mind, body, soul. Three components. If you're working on your mind, then you're going to be able to think clearly, make good decisions. If you work on your body, you're going to be healthy, you're going to be strong, feel good, be fit. Then work on your soul or your heart. Get it in the right place so that if your heart's in the right place, your mind is in the right place, your actions are in the right place. Because if one of those three things are out of sync or out of whack, let's say your heart is in the right place because you're chasing your dreams and it's your dreams and goals are on your heart, so your mind is putting everything into, into plan, but then your body just have, doesn't have the ability to do it. Or maybe your body's ready. The mind is, but your heart's not in it. So you got to sync the mind, body, and heart together so that you can move forward and chase your dreams. And you have to work on yourself. So the number one thing is spend time on yourself. Invest in yourself. If you invest in yourself, that's probably one of the number one things you can do to make the new year a good year for you and those around you. So invest in yourself. Take your passion, make it happen, and let yourself be great. This is Two Steps Ahead Podcast. I'm Son Edom. You can check out our website. It's RadioWarp.com. That's Radio W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. You can click on um, the Two Steps Ahead Podcast logo, and all of our shows pop up from our Rumble page, and you can click on one of the videos and listen to it or even go to the Rumble page. There's an orange banner that goes across the the center of the page. That's our SoundCloud. You can click it, and it takes you to our audio page. You can download the audio and take it with you on the go. You can also listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just do an internet search of TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and we pop up pretty much everywhere. Instagram, same thing, at TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Facebook, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. You can email the show, Two Steps Ahead Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're at the, at the website, you can also look at some other things that are there. We've got a live streaming radio station. You can click the Listen Live button in the top right corner, and it plays some podcasts. It plays uh, some music, some different things there that you might enjoy. You can take it with you on the go if you're looking for something different than the usual mundane stuff that you might listen to. Maybe your, your Spotify yearly thing that comes out every year, tells you what you listen to. Maybe it's the same thing year after year after year, and you're like, hmm, maybe I want to listen to some new things. Try something different. Give RadioWarp.com a try. That might be something worth doing. And again, if you need to reach out for whatever reason, you want to talk to somebody, need some advice, don't know what to do, you can always send me an email, TWO, Two Steps Ed Podcast at gmail.com. I will respond. If I can't help you, I can connect you with people that might be able to help you. So again, if you don't know and you're just like, what to do, send me an email. And um, I'll reach out and we can see what we can do. If you just want to say hi, comments about the show, um, whatever it is, just go ahead and reach out. And then um, enjoy. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the seasons. Most importantly, though, as you move into the new year, 
Make sure you have a lion's mentality. If the lion is the king of the jungle, how can he be the king of the jungle? If he's not the biggest, the elephant is probably one of the biggest. He can't be the fastest because that's a cheetah. He can't be the smartest. So he's not the biggest, the fastest, or the smartest. So how does a lion become the king of the jungle? His mentality. That's the only difference of a lion and an elephant. When a lion walks up and sees an elephant, he thinks lunch. An elephant thinks run. And it's all mentality. Because when a male lion walks up, he may be outnumbered by a pack of hyenas. But I'm king of my jungle because of my mentality. Be king of your jungle. Mindset is everything. Invest in yourself. Make yourself a priority. Work on your dreams. Celebrate. Have fun. Be festive. Enjoy life. Laugh. Listen to music. Help others. Be thankful. Work on your mind, body, and soul, and your holiday season and your new year will be off to a great start. Again, Two Steps Head Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. And until next time, God bless.